0: Welcome to Long Hill Chapel online. Thanks for checking out our podcast where you can listen to our latest sermons filled with teaching, encouragement, and hope from God's Word. So whether you're in the car, on the couch, or just poured some coffee, let's dive into today's message. Hello, good morning. This morning, I want to talk to you about one of my personal favorite Psalms, and that is Psalm 23. I don't know about you, but I love the words, my shepherd. and I wanna start with a story where my shepherd became so real and relevant in a phase of life I'm actually currently in right now. So I have a son who is a senior in high school. And in this last year, we have been going through the process of college, college applications, what college is the right one for him, What is his major going to be? And of course, me being mom, wanting to try to control and direct that path. So he has a list of colleges. He wants to go to school for mechanical engineering, which is beyond my brain in itself. And I think, oh, I know which school he should go to. This is the one that I think he needs to pursue. So this past fall, we take a trip, we go to Tennessee, the state where a couple of the schools are that he's gonna apply. We step onto campus of one of the schools and it is enormous. It feels overwhelming. We have zero peace about it, but we are going to find where the tour begins and we are going to allow God to speak to the three of us, my son, myself, and my husband as we journey through this day. As we got lost going to find the tour, we immediately felt unsettled and we just weren't sure if this was the place for him. But this tour that we were about to go on was gonna be three hours. And as each place that we went, each building that we stepped into, none of us got that piece that we were looking for. But of course, mom thinking this is the perfect school for him, I kept encouraging everybody, let's go, let's keep going, God has more for you, let's see what's the rest of the tour is like. But it became abundantly clear this might not be the right fit. The following day we went to a different school immediately we pull in there's balloons and signs for where to go for the tour we have an excitement and a joy i watched my son's face light up immediately upon stepping out of the car into the parking lot of the school we go into the building where the tour begins we are warmly welcomed with friendly faces from the admissions office and we immediately all just felt a peace we start the tour Then they call our names to be put into the groups for the actual tour to go around the campus. And you're paired with somebody at this school with who your major is going to be. So not only did we get to see the entire campus, we got to take that tour with somebody who had the same interests and passions as my child. My husband and I took a step back with the other parents that were on our tour and we watched our son take the lead in a path that God was journeying him on. His shepherd was taking him on. As we got into the engineering building and there was a wall of 3D printers, I watched him light up and ask questions that I didn't even know what he was talking about, but everybody in the room did and he was so happy to be where he was at. There was a joy. There was an excitement in his eyes and in his face. And I knew in this moment, God was really speaking to him. And what God needed was for me, his mom, to step out of the way. It wasn't until I saw with my own eyes, through watching my son, that this was where he was supposed to go. It was very hard for me to trust God without seeing it face to face. How many times are we in situations and we don't trust God because we cannot see the other side? We don't see the full picture. I realized that day when we ended the tour and we went back to the admissions office and they came out and told our family that just two days prior he was accepted to the school, that this was it. This was the confirmation. My son knew, my husband knew, I knew, we all had a peace. And it was because our shepherd led the way. I had to get out of the way so that my child could trust his God with the journey and the path that God had for him. Let's read Psalm 23 together. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. David in writing this Psalm with a new trust in God is affirming the first few words we see here. The Lord is my shepherd. This then leads him to giving, to saying that God is my shepherd. I have everything that I need. It's all about perspective here. How we view God, how we view him as being our source of strength, being our comforter, our leader, and our protector. What I love about Psalm 23 is how personal this is. There is no we or us or they here, only my and me. And that is because the relationship we have with God is so very personal. No one understands the connection and relationship better than you. Only God knows your strengths and your weaknesses, to the level of which only he can help you get to the other side of what you are facing. Others can have empathy and care and can give you advice, but he's the only one that knows the full picture. He knows the strengths and weaknesses that you have to get you to that other side. Psalm 23 shares how me, how you, the powerless sheep, are being tendered for by an unfailingly careful and loving shepherd. Even in the craziness of this world, Whatever we face, whatever comes our way, God is there through it all as our peace. There are three areas I wanna focus on this morning that God is as being our shepherd, as we see in this chapter. The first one is God is our strength. He restores my soul. God gives me new strength. David knew He needed that renewing power of God. As King David knew he had it all, but sometimes when we think we have it all, that is when we forget we need God. When David was confronted by Nathan with his sin, it was God who David said restored his soul. When we fall, it's God who picks us up. God lifts us up when our load is heavy when the burden we are facing is so great, we can't even lift our own heads up. It's him who lifts it up. In our weakness, that is when God comes to renew our strength. There are going to be times in life when you need more strength than others. Sometimes we can coast through and think we're doing a great job and the energy we have will get us through. What happens at 2 p.m., 3 p.m. when you hit that slump during the day? you go to grab a cup of coffee, an energy drink, you eat something with sugar, hoping that it'll get you through the end of the day, that's not sustainable. That's a temporary fix to get you through the day. If we do not realize that our strength that we need to sustain us comes from him, we are going to miss a very large part of what God has for us and why we need him daily, why we the sheep need our shepherd, Number two, God is our comfort. We might not always feel comforted when we're going through really hard times that, we, that requires us to rely on him. You might be in a situation right this moment where you can't see the end, you can't see the other side, and you cannot see what God is doing. That situation might be stretching you in ways that you wish you didn't have to go through. It is uncomfortable, but it is drawing you closer to him. It might be painful. It might be hard to step into each day, but your comfort in those times will always come from him and him alone. The Lord looks after and nourishes his flock. We are his flock. How do you see his nourishment in your life right now? With God as my protector, I will lack nothing. He will provide me all that I need, physically, emotionally, spiritually. God restores our soul. It is beyond just nourishment. It is peace. It means rest, safety, and comfort. A Sabbath rest is vital for restoring our souls. We are a go, go, go society. Do you, Sabbath? What distractions or things do you have in your life keeping you from stopping and slowing down? We feel guilty when we do nothing. We feel lazy when we do nothing. Yet how much does God speak to us when we rest in him and take the Sabbath that he commands us to do? God leads us to green pastures and still waters, but he doesn't make us drink or eat. That is up to us. Just like you can't force feed someone Brussels sprouts or spinach. You know it's nourishment for them, but they don't want to have it. You can't force it. You know it nourishes their bodies, but it's up to them to take it. By relying on his provision, that is what gives us rest. He leads us to the good things, but how are we still missing out on them? We think we know better. We don't wanna do it. We don't wanna take it. We are stubborn or oftentimes afraid. God knows our limits. We as sheep, we don't always know our limits. In fact, if we're being honest, we rarely know our limits until it's too late. Ever think you can do something on your own and realize you can't? As a recovering people pleaser, this is something that I have struggled with for years. I never wanted to let people down. I always wanted to say yes, especially if I knew it was helping somebody out. Disappointing people crushed me. I couldn't say no, but a few years ago, it came to a point where I so clearly heard God say, stop, it is not about you. You are not God in people's life. It wasn't until I stopped doing that, that I realized God was their shepherd they needed to go to him. I had zero capacity left to give other people. And one of the things that stuck with me is I remember saying over and over again, I do not want my family to get what's left of me at the end of the day, when everybody else during the day gets what's best of me. Ever order a piece of furniture in the mail, get the box, get the pieces, lay them all out. You have the instructions laid out and you think, I got this, I can do it. Come to realize you're starting to put it together an hour and you're like, nope, I can't do this. I, 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 I thought I could do it, I can't, I need help from somebody else. Ever think that you're in control of your family, your friends, finances, work situations, and at the end of the day you realize you have so much worry around those areas of your life, the exhaustion, frustration, weariness, and probably disappointment sets in. Sometimes your own pride gets in the way of admitting we need help with direction. When we exceed our limits, we become exhausted, impatient, frustrated, we end up in a roller coaster of emotions that we can't control. We take it out on others. We snap. We ignore, stomp off, and end up not only physically fatigued, but mentally as well. It is no one else's fault when we exceed our own limits because it is our job to keep that in check. Our path might not always be easy. We might not even be the ones making the choices that lead us on those particular roads that we're on. But he has paved the path we are on for a reason, and he knows why we need to be on it. My husband Andy and I were at a park a couple years ago, Hackle Barney in New Jersey, and there's, this, there's so many trails that you can go on. It's like you forget the rest of the world is going on when you step onto this property. And before we went, we looked at the trails and we saw there were easy ones, there was some middle of the road ones, and there was a really hard one. And we're like, we are not taking the really hard road, we are gonna go right in the middle and just have a few hours in the woods hiking and have a great time. Somewhere along the lines, we started off on this way, and we ended up on the really hard one that went like this. We had no idea we were going. We hoped for the best that we would get out on the other side where our car was parked. But what we realized is as we're hiking this trail that we didn't set foot on to go on ended up being so much better than we thought. We thought. So as we're going up and down this mountain, we end up at the bottom of the hill where there is still water. And I still remember this day, stepping out on a rock in the middle of this water and parking myself down and sitting there and letting my emotions out and feeling all that God wanted me to feel. And what it was was a surrender, that I was not in control and that the path that we were on, I couldn't orchestrate where we were going, just like the path we were on that day. I had a plan, we were gonna get to A to B and be done by a certain time frame. but God had something so much better for us where we could rest, where he could restore our souls, and where he could give us nourishment. He brought us to greener pastures and calmer waters. With God as our provider, We will never lack anything. Seeking his will and path is putting our own agendas aside to do what he is calling us to do, looking outside of ourselves, helping in our community, loving our neighbors, getting involved in organizations. There are so many out there in need. And now the shepherd leads on not only beside the still waters of rest and righteous paths of service, but through trouble and sorrow. However bright our paths are, somewhere along the way, perhaps it could be your next turn, sits the shadowed fear of man. Unexpectedly, we may come to the deepest, darkest valleys of all, the valley of the shadow of death. But even there, the shepherd is with us and you don't need to fear any evil. God's rod and staff represents his strength and protection over us. The rod conveys the concept of authority and power, discipline and defense of the sheep. God is our leader and protector. In verse four, we see it talks about times of crisis. There is a deepening between David and God. It is in these times of trouble, lament, that we are drawn closer to him. It is a choice we need to make. When we try to do things on our own, we are now following his leading, and we certainly try to do things in our own strength, which is beyond our own limits. What does it look like to let him lead and protect It means we talk about God when things are good. We talk to God when we are in hard times. We wander in pursuit of greener pastures. We cling to him in the dark times of trouble. It means we trust him in all things with our actions and not just our words. God never forgets us. Even when we think he is silent or not there, he always is, just like he was with David in this psalm. We are impatient people who do not like to wait. So when we think he's not there, it's because we might not get the answer that we want, or he's taking longer than we think he should to answer. When we are in times of trouble, our instinct is to fix it ourselves or to run away. But what if hurrying up and rushing through those times makes us miss something so big that he has for us? What if there are vital life lessons that he wants us to learn so that we can be better witnesses for him? What if what you're going through right now is to help somebody else who is gonna go through it in the future? It is important we praise God for who he is and for what he has done. The greatness of God affirms his faithfulness in times of trouble. God protects, he comforts, he guides, and he blesses. We have to surrender our pride and control to acknowledge him as those things. We then have to acknowledge him as these things before we can praise him for them. For example, praying for something specific, and then we get it. We take credit for it. We might have surrendered, but we didn't acknowledge him and give him the praise. The more aware we are of his shepherding with us, the closer we draw to him, and the more it's reflected in praise. In order to understand what it means that he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies, we have to understand this ancient Middle, Age, Middle Eastern culture. This means anyone who is invited to the table to dinner is obligated to bring things to protect that person. And everyone who comes with them, whether it's resources, whether it's other men, whether it's weapons, whatever it is, they bring it with them. David is saying God is his defender, protector, as one who will invite him to dinner. It is God's obligation to protect him as the one who invited him. And God does this in the open for all of us to see. It is God who protects. It's God who defends and fights David's battles. It is God who wants to do the same for you and for me, and he does. Are you surrendering those battles to him this morning? God's blessings here and hereafter are more than we can receive. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. No matter how much we wander and stray, his goodness and his mercy will always be there for us. Then we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. How do you see God helping you in these areas of your life that I just mentioned above? The reality is we're all going to face hard times. When you read Psalm 23, I hope the words that you cling to are hope and comfort and courage for whatever it is that you are facing today. Where in in your life can you make room for God as your shepherd, for him to shepherd you? Where you Where are you depending on your own will, your strength, your abilities? to provide, to protect, to restore, guide, and bless yourself and those you love. He wants to be the one that leads you to those still waters and provides you with that nourishment, restoration you need. But the barriers that block that from happening need to be moved, and they need to be moved by you and by me. The Lord is my shepherd because he knows me. No one knows you like your shepherd knows you. He strengthens you. He knows your weaknesses and your strengths more than you do. He comforts me. He comforts you. He provides for me. He provides in ways we don't even know we need. He restores me. He knows when we need that replenishment. He leads us to those waters and he protects me. And he does all that for all of us every single day. As we close, let us take a look within ourselves. Have you been relying on him or yourself for all these needs? What is your natural default reaction in life when you feel challenged? Do you work harder? Do you try to protect yourself? Do you shut down? Do you run away? Do you close your eyes and hope for the best while experiencing incredible incredible amounts of anxiety and pressure? There is a better way to live life because you have a shepherd that you can trust. Do you trust him? Will you trust him? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for being our shepherd. Thank you for knowing us, knowing our needs, knowing when we need to rest, leading us to still waters and guiding our paths every day. I pray, Father, for anyone who is listening today, that they are able to rest in your arms, that they're able to look within and see where they need to rest, where they need to Sabbath, and where they need to trust their shepherd more. Father, thank you for never leaving our side, even through the hard times. Thank you for loving us and caring for us and nourishing us far beyond anything that we know that we need. We thank you for this morning. And again, we thank you for being our shepherd. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us this morning. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening today. To connect with us further, you can visit our website at lhcnj.net or on social media at LHCNJ, and we'll be back next week with another sermon. Until then, have a great week and God bless.